grace. Amen. And at this time, we're going to have Evangelist Allen is going to come and give us a message. Amen. On for our fathers and not just our fathers, but the church as a whole. Amen. In these times, we need a word from the Lord. Praise the Lord and good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Truly, we are glad to be here this morning. We didn't have to be here, but because of God's grace and his mercy, we have not been consumed. His mercies are new every day, and every day we need new mercies. These are the times that try men's souls, and we need more than ever before to lean and depend on him for everything, everything. District Elder Dumas Jr. used to sing a song that said, I need Jesus every day in my spirit so I can pray, so I can walk right and I can talk right. I need Jesus every day. And truly, I have found out that without him, I am nothing. Without him, I would just fail. Without him, I would be like a ship tossed and turning on the seaway of life without a hope, without a prayer. I need him every day. I want to say I give honor to God who's the head of my life, give honor to my pastor. I give honor to my family, my husband, my children, my grandchildren, my great-grands. Truly, I have been blessed of God. He didn't have to let me be here today, but this long, I was talking to my husband last night, and I said, did you think you would ever be here this long? He said, no. When I was a little girl and looked forward to my time as an adult, I didn't see past having, I always wanted four children until I had children. Then I changed my mind, so I have three. But I didn't look forward. I didn't see this time of my life. But I'm glad God allowed me to stay here and be here and most of all, be in him. I want to say happy Father's Day to every father. Every father, you must know how important you are to your children. You have to know that you are the stabilizing force. Every child wants to know who their father is. So take time out, not just today, but as often as you can, even if you don't live with them, stay in touch with them. I believe the world would be in a much better place if fathers would step up to the plate and realize the importance. And mothers, I'm talking to you to keep your children's father in their lives as much as is possible. They need them. They need their fathers. God didn't make women and men the same. We don't think the same. 
We are emotional. Men are more practical. Children need the balance in their lives. So I want to say, fathers, again, happy Father's Day. Enjoy your day. Enjoy being a father. Children, do not stay long, do not stay young long before you know it, they'll be grown and gone. And you will want to have imparted as much wisdom as we heard today in Sunday school, so eloquently taught by Elder Francis. You will have wanted to impart as much godly wisdom into your children as possible. So we thank the Lord once again for being here. And I want to call my granddaughter, Sister Brianna Wheeler, to give us a solo of her own choosing. Let us say amen for her, Sister Brianna. Praise the Lord, everybody. Um, truly, it is an honor and a blessing to be here um, on this morning. And I want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Um, I'm just going to sing something really quick, and then I will get out of your way. Um, <clears throat> I really love the Lord. I really love the Lord. You don't know what he's done for me. Oh, he gave me the victory, and I love him, I love him, I really love the Lord, oh, for you don't know what he's done for me. Oh, he gave me the victory, and I love him, I love him, I really love, oh, I really love, oh, I really love the done for me. Oh, he gave me the victory because I love him. I love him. I really love because we want to encourage somebody. These are times when we really need encouragement. 
And I want to come to you from Galatians chapter 6, reading just verse 9. One verse in that uh, scripture, Galatians 6 and 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. One more time, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So I paraphrase that, and I came up with this. Don't get tired of doing the right thing, for when the time is right, when God says so, we will reap, but we've got to hold on. We can't drop the ball. We can't let go. We can't throw in the towel. We can't get tired of doing what is right. We can't look at what's going on around us and let that dictate to us how we're going to live our lives. But our lives are dictated by what the word of God says. If we dwell on what is happening in the world today, it's really very easy to become despondent. You can become angry. And maybe you become a little fearful. But remember, God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. Sometimes if we keep dwelling on what's going on, we might see something and regret we ever saw it and spend days wishing we can unsee what we wish we never saw. So sometimes we just have to turn off and turn away from what's going on because it can affect us negatively. There's the global COVID-19 pandemic, over 800 million cases worldwide, over 4.2 million have recovered, and over 460,000 have lost their lives. That's worldwide. In our own country, there are over 2 million cases, over 121,000 deaths, and about 680,000 have recovered. So we see people are recovering, but people are still suffering. And now they are saying that the virus has mutated and is more contagious than at first. We don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know why God even allowed it. But I believe God is speaking not just to the United States. God is speaking to the entire world because this is a worldwide crisis. The question is, are we listening? 
Then while dealing with that pestilence, we witnessed the slow, calculated murder of an unarmed black man at the hands of a police officer. The vigilante killing of an unarmed black man on the streets of Georgia, the killing of another black man in a Wendy's parking lot also in Georgia, and the killing of a young black paramedic in her own home. We also witnessed the dams bursting in Midland, Michigan, causing widespread destruction. Things just keep piling on. Add to these are the natural disasters. Earthquakes are still claiming lives. Fires are still raging out of control. And worldwide, there are cyclones, tornadoes, landslides, and thunderstorms, etc., etc., etc. It seems like there is no end to bad news. But what I want to talk to you today about is in the midst of all that bad news, there is some good news. There is still some good news to talk about. If you don't tear your way, yourself away from some of these things, this bad news, it can affect your psyche. Just as a steady diet of unhealthy foods can negatively impact your physical health, a steady diet of dreadful news can negatively impact your spiritual health. It can have you unable to sleep at night, you're tossing and turning, thinking about what you saw that you can't unsee. It have you looking sideways at those who don't look like you, wondering what's going on in their mind. It can have you angry without a cause. It can have you scowling at people instead of smiling. And then you begin to wonder at times, is there an end to all of this? As bleak as things may seem, as I said before, there is good news. And by the way, that's my subject, good news. There shall be glory after this. When it's all over, when it's all over, when it's all said and done, we who have been victorious in Christ Jesus, living lives that are pleasing to him, we shall have a glorious end. Andre Crouch took pen to paper and said, it won't be long. Soon we'll be leaving here. It won't be long, we'll be going home. So count the years as months, count the months as weeks, count the weeks as days, any day now, we'll be going home. But in the meantime, Satan is very busy trying to distract us. But remember, we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let's take a look 
as some of our biblical heroes. We can certainly look at Nehemiah when the children of Israel returned from captivity and began to build the wall, they met much opposition. Doing God's work, but meeting opposition. They were ridiculed. They made fun of them. You build that wall, the fox go up just so we get a breakdown. They were threatened with attack. They were discouraged. They were extorted. The men uh, were had people that were over them that they owed so much money to, they couldn't pay their debts. And there was no way for them to pay their debts, take care of their families, and work on the wall. And Nehemiah went in and said, look, these are your brothers. You need to have some mercy. And they wiped out the debt. But they were still met with extortion, compromise. And we know, we all know we have met, we have met at some time in copper. You need to do that. You don't take all that. You can, you can, you can take a, 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 a vacation today and do this. No, you can't compromise. Slander and treachery. In all these attacks, Nehemiah maintained his integrity and did not stop doing what he was called to do. In everything we face, do not stop doing what we have been called of God to do. We don't always understand the way God takes us, but we know that he knows the way that we take, and when we have been tried, we shall come forth as pure gold, so don't fail to follow God. And what are we called to do? To live holy and consistent lives. Every saint of God, you don't have to be a preacher or a teacher or have a special calling or title, you have been called to holiness. Every one of us has been called to live holy and without blame before him in love. And then we go on to look at some more of our witnesses. Elijah, he was so discouraged when Jezebel sought to take his life that he thought there was nobody else left but him to proclaim the goodness of God to be a prophet, to be God's mouthpiece. Joseph was left in a pit by his brothers. Moses had to flee for his life when his kinsmen sought to kill him. Daniel was thrown in the lion's den. Jonah had to preach to people he hated. The three Hebrew boys were thrown into a fiery furnace. Hosea had to marry a harlot. And you fathers, since this is Father's Day, can you imagine, can you imagine the great God of glory telling you to marry a harlot and have children with her? That's kind of a hard pill to swallow, but these are those coming down the Hebrew Hall of Fame and faith 
in the Bible. They were called of God to do these things. Then we have Amos, who was told to go home and preach to your people. Don't preach to us. Samuel was rejected by his people. Jeremiah, they made him cry crocodile tears. And Paul had to escape the city for his life. When you look at all these people, what they went through, they were put in those situations by the God of their salvation. Is it something that they would have chosen? I doubt it very seriously. What you're going through, is it something you have chosen? I doubt it very seriously. But if God has called me to this, if this is what God wants me to do, if this is the path he's carved out for me, if this is the way he wants me to take, Lord, help me to be faithful. Lord, help me to endure to the end. Lord, help me to hold out until my change comes. Let me not be weary in well-doing because I'm going to reap if I don't faint. And that is good news. There is a life coming that is better than this. A life that our imagination, no matter how we think about it, no matter how high we think we can go with it, no matter how stupendous and wondrous works or magnificent things we can think about it, our little finite mind cannot imagine what God has prepared for us. Saints, let's hold out. When we think of all these witnesses, what do they have in common? God had a call on their lives and he was with them through all of their tests and trials. He never left them. He never forsook them. God has not left us. He will not forsake us. There is nothing we are going through that God does not know about. There is no thing that we think we think we just uh, been abandoned by God. Because if there was a God, I wouldn't go through this. God has his saints his children as a masterpiece on display in the world. And what are we showing? The goodness of God. Yeah, I I'm, I'm feel like I'm beat down. I feel like I can't take anymore. But in all this, God is with me. And when he is through, when I get through this test, I'm coming out without a singe. I've been through the fire. I've been through the smoke. I've been through the furnace. But you can't tell because not a hair on my head is singed. There is not even a smell of smoke. Hallelujah. On me because God is with me whithersoever I go. And saints, God is with you wherever you go. Whatever the world brings, God is with us. God has a hedge around his people. God is protecting his people. We only have to hold out. 
Do not be weary. Do not be after after every dark cloud. There is a silver lining. God is with us. And, that, and if God is for us, who can be against us? Isn't that good news? Without him, we couldn't make it. But he's with us. Isn't that good news? Sometimes I feel like I want to fall. But God's holding me up. Isn't that good news? No matter how hopeless it seems or how helpless they felt, they put their trust in God. They knew it was him pulling them through. And saints, we can look back, my soul looks back and wonder how it got over. It was God pulling me through. It is God still pulling us through today. When the enemy comes in like a flood, we know that the Lord will still lift up a standard against him. Those words weren't just for the Bible days those many years ago. God is still with us today, lifting up a standard against Satan in our lives. When my heart is overwhelmed, I can still go to the rock that is higher than I. He hasn't left us. He has not forsaken us. God is still right there. Just drop your anchor down and let your anchor hold and grip that solid rock. And that rock is Christ Jesus. When my hope, when my soul is disquieted in me, I can still hope in God. You know, one thing that helps people keep on going when things seem kind of rough is that they call it a light at the end of the tunnel. And that light is hope. If we lose hope, people, that's why people commit suicide. That's why people give up. But saints, we have a hope. We have a hope, and it's in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, if in this life only you have a hope in him, we are of all men most miserable. Yes, we're going through. We don't understand everything. We're wondering what's going on, how long it will last, but we have a hope. We have somebody that sits high and looks low. We have someone that has not let us go. Has not turned us loose. When, when, our, when our faith gets weak, tie a knot in the end of your rope and hold on so your, hot, your hand don't slip off because believe me, God is holding us and he is not willing that any should perish. You are stronger than you think you are. Hallelujah. You are stronger than you know you are. Why? Because we have Christ in us, the hope of glory, who is seeing us through, who's pulling us through. When you feel like you can't walk, you know, something you need somebody to just pull you, just help you along. God is there doing that for us. I know 
there is still a river whose streams make glad the city of God. When you want to feel sad, we want to feel down, there is a river. God will send a stream. The stream, streams come off of rivers. The river's flowing, and I'm over here on this side of the river. I need some hope. A stream comes out of the river and gives me hope. I'm over here on the left, and I need some help. The river sends a, cross, a stream out to give me some help. And he does the same thing. You ever felt your help coming? You ever felt like I can't make it anymore? I can't go past this? But somehow some strength comes from somewhere? That is God pulling us through. That is God not letting us go. That is God holding on to us. That is God encouraging us. That is God saying, my child, you can make it. That is God saying, my child, I've got you in the palm of my hand and nobody can pluck you out. Hallelujah. We serve a God who is there to give us the help we need. He has not forsaken us. We just have to stay in the ship. Don't let anything, no matter how it looks, make you jump ship. No soul will be lost if you stay in the ship. Keep your hand in the hand of the man that still the waters. Keep your hand in the hand of the man that calmed the sea. God is always there. God is with us. He has not forsaken us. And God, God is still all powerful. God is still in control. Many years ago, Mahalia Jackson sang a song. Soon it will be done. Trouble of the world. Trouble of the world. Trouble of the world. Soon it will be done. Trouble of the world. Going home to live with God. And ain't that good news? No more weeping and wailing. No more weeping and wailing. No more weeping and wailing. Going home to live with my Lord. That's what we have to look forward to. Going home. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. He is preparing a place for us that defies our imagination. Don't you want to go? We got good news. God is preparing a place for us. He's not forsaking his people. Remember this. We're quick to say God is control, is in control. Don't forget that. Either he is in charge of all or he is not in charge at all. Don't say he's got this, but he doesn't have that. 
God has the whole world in his hands and he has all power. Satan only has power that God allows him to have. So if you think Satan is wreaking havoc in your life, then remember that he could not do it if God did not allow it. Ain't that good news? And since we know that God doesn't want us to perish, since we know he doesn't want us to give up, and since we know he's preparing a wonderful place for us after all this is over, shouldn't we realize he's still in control and just stay in the fire as long as he says so? Lord, help me to hold out, whatever it is. But the good news, God is still large and in charge. The good news is he sees everything that's happening. The good news is he's still taking care of us. The good news is that he, he is still saving the souls of men. The good news is that he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. The good news is that we can live holy even in the midst of an unholy world. The good news that he is that he will not let us be tempted above that we are able. And if we just hold out until tomorrow, everything will be all right. Be not weary and well-doing for a due season. In due season, when the time is right, when God chooses, in due season, we will not, we will reap if we faint not. Payday is coming after a while. I want to be ready. We have fought the good fight of faith. We've got to lay hold on eternal life. We've got to hold on until our change come. We've got to keep ourselves from being caught up with the current events so much so we forget our assignment in the world. People are in a dark place and we are a light so on the hill. People are looking for something better than what they're in. If we don't show them Christ, who will show it? So we've got to set our face like a flint, don't go to the left or to the right, but keep on keeping on and follow God. Don't get weary. Keep on holding. Keep on looking, keep on leaning, keep on believing, keep on trusting, keep holding the Savior's hand. He's a burden bearer and a heavy load sharer. Be not weary in well-doing, for we shall reap if we faint not, and that is good news. God bless you. I hope I have said something to encourage you along the way. Fathers, be encouraged. If you have known what you should do up until this time, today is the first day of the rest of your life and the best day to start. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Amen. Somebody put your hands together and give God a great big praise. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. 
Come to Jesus just now. Come to Jesus.